Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. This is a My Talk Dirt Alert. Hi, Holly. Let's get productive with our dirt today. Oh, sure, we will. So let's talk about some new revelations that are being revealed from Matthew Perry's memoir called Friends, Lovers, and the Big Terrible Thing. My gosh, he is really laying it all out there. Oh, my goodness, he is. Now, if you're interested in a no-holds-barred celebrity memoir, think this is going to be it. So he revealed a apparent hatred of Keanu Reeves. Ooh, in this book. Where does that come from? Well, he said, why is it that original thinkers like River Phoenix and Heath Ledger die, but Keanu Reeves still walks among us? They must have had been up for parts at the same time they grew up together i don't i don't know does he reference keanu reeves a couple different times like this in his memoir well matthew perry and river phoenix worked together in the movie called a night in the life of jimmy reardon back in 1988 and uh matthew perry played river phoenix's best friend in the movie they became close friends while filming in chicago and matthew perry writes in his book of river phoenix's death in 1993 that river was a beautiful man inside it out and too beautiful for this world it turned out always seemed to be really talented guys who goes down now matthew perry describes how he sobbed when river phoenix died adding i heard the screaming from my apartment went back to bed woke up to the news now uh i apparently he's just thinking that you know what that's his opinion that doesn't sound like someone in recovery well i don't know you have to always get these things in context these stories are coming out i was like interested in the fact i love that he's uh i mean last week he revealed that his opioid addiction Led to a ruptured colon, almost killed him. And then we learned, what well, we learned it was $9 million to get sober, going, you know, all that. And then today we learn he and Julia Roberts dated for two months. He broke up with her. How about that? He was insecure. Did you know that? Did anyone remember nope, that? Not at all. No, I don't remember that either. And I always forget that Matthew Perry has been in the business for ever, forever, way before even uh, Friends hit the screens in 1993, 94. His dad was a big actor in the 70s. Yes. Like on the show Emergency. That's right. Yeah. And now, hot dad. Get mm-hmm. a hot dad. 
Dr. Cannon, I want to say his name was. Oh, yeah, Isn't that gross that I remember that? No, and I can't remember Scrooge's name. Right. And I called him Snoob. <laughs> Instead of Ebenezer? Yeah, right. exactly. Instead of anything. You know, that old Snoob. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I look forward, Julia, to your book report about Matthew Perry's memoir because oh, yeah. he is saying a lot of things in this book. And uh, it- he's really seems like he's laying his heart, you know, bearing it all open. Like he he's telling us everything. Yeah, and by all means, it seemed like, and he talks about this in excerpts from this book, that he had a near-death experience Mm -hmm. uh, back a couple of years ago where they basically were like, you have a 2% chance to live. Yeah. And then he came back from that, and so he hopes that he can help folks by being candid about his story. Yeah, for sure. All right, well, that's out November 1st. Well, he throws down other people. Yeah. Well, no, you have to read the Keanu in context. I know. Yeah. Yeah, I suppose it's one of those things where it's Matthew Perry's opinion and that Keanu Reeves, River Phoenix were of a generation of a sort of actor and Matthew Perry lamenting the loss of his friend River Phoenix. And, and maybe being, they were all kind of in the same circle and, you know, who knows. But I, yeah. I want to read that in context, uh-huh. that whole Keanu thing. Right. Read it in context. Now, that being said... You can make the argument that River Phoenix was a superior actor to Keanu Reeves. Yeah, yeah. And that's that t- okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, I give you Bram Stoker's Dracula, where Keanu Reeves just, you're just like, honey, why are you here? Uh, moving on <laughs> from that, Rod Stewart's son, Sean, was rushed to the hospital after being hit by a truck. What? Ooh, where? Well, this- <laughs> Julia, who wears, like, she really I, I can't like, wait to hear the details. I'm, a, I'm an ambulance chaser in my heart. Oh, God. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Well, here's the story, Julia. Sean Stewart took to his Instagram story to reveal the news, writing that he got hit by a truck at a red light. He shared a selfie that showed him sitting in a medical center wearing a face mask, neck brace, and a hospital gown. Now, Sean didn't share further details, so I'm sorry to say, Julia, we don't know where this happened. I am. I'm sorry. I just got that out of the way. I'm sorry. Well, now, if you might remember Sean, now, Sean is best known for starring on reality tv yes. he was in the show sons of hollywood yeah he was also on the hills new beginning yeah. oh, Lori knows i watched i watched i watched that sons of hollywood too Jeez, one of three people yeah i know it there's nothing i won't watch on vh1 or M, you know any of bravo. those kind of bravo mm-hmm. now uh he dated adrita patridge at one point in time i know she was on the hills Yes, she was the one, the brunette roommate. Yep, Lori liked her. Yes, and Mm -hmm. his mother is Alana Stewart. Do you remember Alana Stewart? Of course we do. The Mm -hmm. actress who uh, was with George Hamilton? Yeah. And they had their own talk show at one point in the 90s? We were at the Polo Lounge when Alana, we walked in, and Alana was sitting with Rod Stewart while George Hamilton was in the center little booth in the Polo Lounge. You know, there's only the three. Mm Mm-hmm. And... They were all in the, I'm like, oh my God, we're all in the same room together. It was surreal. It was very surreal. Oh man, that is some classic Hollywood right there. Yeah. George Hamilton in the middle of the polo lounge. Let's go over to the UK. A documentary about Ed Sheeran is in the works. He told The Sun that we're shooting a documentary at the moment about my life. And there was a big conversation about what we would include. So he said that uh, as long as it's honest and it links in with the theme of something that's in a song, there's no point in putting something in it if it's detrimental to my life. So I don't know if this is going to be the tell-all documentary that you want it to be. No, it's going to be about him 
him just in concert. Nothing at home, nothing with the wife, nothing with the baby. Mm-hmm. But maybe plenty of Heinz ketchup. Yeah, you know, right. he where it. he makes those um, phallic statues. Uh-huh. Exactly. Mm-hmm. He'll reveal something. something. Uh, the movie to look out for this award season seems to be the movie Tar, starring Kate Blanchett yes. as a classical music conductor with some secrets. So that movie is leading the Gotham Award nominations today, uh, followed by <laughs> Everything, Everywhere, All at Once, After Sun, and The Inspection. Holly, did you see Everything, Everywhere, All at Once? I did not. But folks who have watched it give it great reviews. We've heard I, I tried to watch it three different times on the plane coming home from Paris, and I just had the hardest time getting into it because it's such a fantasy mm-hmm. film, but there's a lot to it. I mean, a lot more to it that you got to be paying attention to. And Jamie Lee Curtis maybe the is little, in it. Maybe the little one-by-one scream was hard to and get out. And no, Michelle Yeoh, no, because it is very much in, like, um, it's inside your mind. Yeah. It's an inside-your-mind yes. movie, okay? Mm-hmm. So there's an alternate plane that's happening of reality, so it's like that. I'm trying to think what movies have been like that, you know. Eternal Sunshine and the Spotless Yes, yeah, tr- inside the Truman Show. Yeah. It kind of has that, so there's a lot more to the movie than meets the eye. I had a hard time following it. Like Your I eyes say. could not follow it. I couldn't, I couldn't follow it, but I tried three times. I kept going back to it because I love Michelle Yeoh. Well, and I was so fascinated with Jamie Lee Curtis playing this horrible IRS agent. She was so mean. Oh my goodness. She really she really she was really it all out there. Yeah, yeah, she was super mean in this movie. So anyway, maybe I'll finish it at home. Okay. Well, it will be there available for yeah. you. We'll see how it shakes out this award season, but watch for that movie to get a lot of nominations I think so. as well. I think you're right. Now, Lori and Julia, I need you and everyone to go and play the home game. Go to the Daily Mail and look at these pictures of Zach Efron debuting his beefed-up physique and a bowl haircut to play wrestler I Kevin Von Erich wow, in The wow. Iron Claw. Your wow. thoughts, please. Um, God, uh, my thoughts are that I'm always amazed at how bad wigs look in picture but look good when they're on the smaller big screen. He okay, kind of looks hot. That's a hot body. Oh, yeah, that's, that's a hot say. body. That's a hot... Uh-huh. That's that's an eight-pack. I feel the overwhelming urge to get out some to Aveeno lotion. <laughs> and start massaging. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, the Iron Claw wow. is a drama based on the Von Erich family. They created a dynasty that made a huge impact in professional wrestling back in the 1960s. Wow. And the logline says tragedy struck again and again. So, well, Zach wow. Efron. That is really a lovely gift on a Tuesday. It well, was. Yeah. Enjoy. Okay. Did Bradley see that yet? Has Bradley seen this? No. <laughs> yes. He isn't. And oh, you he know is. what? It's going to be discussed tomorrow. Yeah, it's Holly sure to is. Holly. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, yeah, everyone knows that, though. Just in the nick of time, um, because I was starting to think something was wrong with me. Uh, I find out Wait a minute, that you're I, just starting. Yes, just starting, just starting. <laughs> this is a little late. In the I game. know, I know, but I, I'm with. I have a lot of company in this thing, and okay. and and that is. Our brain shuts down when we hear, hear the word data or data, however you like to say it. We suffer from 
data, data, dread. In fact, we just shut down the minute Mm -hmm. we hear that. I believe you. Which, I mean, this seems like a dud to me, but what I didn't know is that, Julia, nobody should dread data. It's or important. data. How do it's you like to say it? Data. Data. Well, data is important to you. I'm going data. Data. See, like data, data. Data. It's like tomato, tomato. Mm-hmm. Well, it's necessary and it's required to make um, decisions. You need information. Data is just information. And how to read and interpret what's fake and what's real right. and what's made up and all of that. But mm-hmm. I guess when I think of the word data, Dread. I think, you think of, of the old data processing. No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I think of like algorithms and math, and I don't know. That's where my data. Really? That's I where my my uh, data dread comes from. Data dread. I'm trying to think now how to say it. Is it data, data or data? Data. The study of da is it's pronounced both ways, and both are correct. There we go. You know. So anyway, yeah, there's a lot of us. You're not alone, but try and get over. According to the experts uh, at Data Camp, (laughs) Data Camp. Next to the Tech Crunch Camp. That's right. (laughs) Consider data literacy a vital skill in your everyday life. Yeah, I just I just assume it's information. Yes, of course, Mm -hmm. you're correct. That we have to stop misinterpreting the two. Okay, now this is a very interesting. I don't know if this is a a study of da or not, but um, I guess I'll ask you both this. I mean, you both have been your current dog owner, and Julia, you've been a past, but did you ever catch your dog giving you a strange look after you did something dumb and they saw you do it? That, you know, they, that, you know, like they were judging you and your incompetence. Oh, yeah. I can specifically and they turn their heads. I specifically remember a time where I took a hard fall because I stubbed my toe on the corner of the wall and just was. You were moving too fast. Moving and too fell. fast, fell, screaming on the ground. You know, nobody was in the house, so I'm just kind of yeah. being a spaz about it. And I look over, and there's Bowen Jr. just looking at me like, "What the hell is wrong with you?" Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, guess what? <laughs> Dogs do judge you sure. when you do an act of incompetence, and it's the female dogs. We're more likely to oh, be come more, on. a little bit more, according to this study. Judgy. How <laughs> they did it. Listen, this is kind of it. It's, uh, it was published in Behavioral Processes, and they <laughs> wanted to study how dogs pay attention to various aspects of their humans' actions and make judgment about social versus selfish acts. <laughs> so they had... 30 dogs sit in front of two actors. (laughs) Each actor had a container of food with a lid on it. The competent human easily opened the container, and the incompetent humor struggled with the lid. After they recorded this, they (laughs) found that the female dogs stared at the humans significantly (laughs) longer than the male dogs, and they also... We're more likely to approach with an assist. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. That like they could nudge the thing up with their nose. Yes, oh, I kind of like that. Simply put, like female that. dogs see a smart like human, that. and they want to be around them, and they avoid 
dumb dimmer ones. people. Yes, 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 yes. And it was just like, see, this is how all women must. This is what we must do. You do and pay attention to. Yes, that's right. So, I lo- and I love you all for it because if I didn't have someone by my side, don't do it that way. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So anyway, that just made me laugh. Oh, that's so funny. Um, this is a study of duh, but yet you know I found myself skimming the journal. It was um, it's in kind of a data book that I get, Julia. <laughs> Oh, okay. not a data book. Data book. It's called Plus One, but P-L-O-S, oh. which is a data oh, or yeah. data term, I, I believe. <laughs> Again, I'm getting a brain freeze thinking about it. But <laughs> the study, why I wanted to re- read it is because it was from um, the University of Essex, which I have a warm and oh, fuzzy spot in my right. heart for. Uh-huh. We know I think I read a dirty novel set in the University of Essex. You're, so you're always, pathetic. Yeah. You know, what was set there, though? We did. Was it History well, of Witches there? No, you're thinking of the Essex Serpent. Yes, I am. Yeah. So uh, a study found out, they, they looked at people over the age of 65, and they wanted to figure out why is it that um, 65-year-old plus don't understand 20 to 25-year-olds. I mean. Duh. Duh. Because the everything in the everything has changed except for the alphabet. Guess what it really is. The reason why care. it's natural for older generations to misunderstand apparently our brain's ability to correctly recognize positive and negative emotional cues in our voices declines as we get older. So people miss sarcasm. Social clues. They miss the social Isn't clues. Isn't that interesting? Cues, yeah. Hmm. And that's that, kind of interesting because I think social clues are missed when you work at home. Zooming. Yes. You miss social clues, eye rolls, you know, people being uncomfortable. You know, you're forced to face someone. You know, I think you miss a lot of social things on a screen. And people over the age of 65 struggle to pick up the emotion of happiness in younger people's speech while younger people are like really good at picking up emotional stuff in each other's voices and interesting overall older adults could only pick out happiness like 25% of the time and the younger people could f- pick it out 60% All the time. of the time Okay, that's kind, kind of, of that's so. Kind of a weird it's one. a way yeah. maybe of sh- uh, thinking of some grace that maybe someone didn't quite hear how you were. Yes. They don't recognize it, so yes. that people cannot, you know, maybe not be so um, upset that someone isn't like, "Okay, come on, don't be so goofy." It isn't that they're being goofy; they just might not be able to have the inflection anymore to understand the context. It's like when Casey's daughter told him. Dad, you have to start using emojis. Oh, in she his couldn't text. tell if he was being stern or what the meaning of his text because he's, he's so, so blunt. So blunt, yep. as a matter yep. of fact. Yep. And she showed him the emoji yep. keyboard, and she explained to him <laughs> emojis because there were maybe hurt feelings that were happening. Sure, stuff was too blunt, 
And now that he knows that, now he really prefers to just text and yeah. emoji and, and people. And really, describe your day in emojis. Yeah, right, <laughs> right, right. Enunciate your words when you're speaking to your elders. Yeah, that so helps. anyway, have a little, you know, if you've got somebody that's 65 and older, and maybe, you know, they just, that might be something, it is something our Enunciate. brain, we can't even help it. It is the damn brain's ability uh, to not to miss the positive and the negative emotional cues. That's also why people like to. Um, that's why sometimes phone conversations get misunderstood. Why? Yeah, you can't see the social cues on their face when right. they're being sarcastic. But that's so much yeah. better than a text conversation, which yeah, I yeah, can yeah. really get misunderstood. Well, don't forget oh, yeah. your emojis. Yeah. There you go. There well, you go. I don't know what we've discovered today, but we've discovered something. And, and you we're going to tell you in two days what no, it was. No, it's your There's job to test. sit back and reflect on that is right now. We give it to you like the salad. Do with it what you will. <laughs> female dogs are judging. Oh, God. Okay. All right. We'll be back. I'm dedicating this to Maureen Kennedy. Welcome she sent me a note back. way back on August 1st to let me know that Mark Twan, who's a member of GOT7, you know, the K-pop group that's peers with, like, BTS. I didn't know this, but he's at First Avenue tonight. Oh, I like this. As a solo thing. Okay. uh, Yeah. uh, I just Googled him today, and he's got a lot of... The most popular song was this one. I like it. Far and away. I thought it was... I knew you'd like it. It's a good one. Well, you know, I like like the softies. Okay. So that's where... I like it. The cool kids are going to First Avenue tonight. (laughs) They're going to the Laurie and Julia Book Club. Well, those cool kids, I'm just talking about like the people who know their K-pop. Oh, the K-pop coolies. They're they're, uh, there. All Mm -hmm. right. Okay. So here is a couple other things. Um, Tonight, watch what happens live. We thought Andy... Was holding back a little bit last night when he had Victoria Beckham and Anne Hathaway on a little no kiddish, um, and I just I'm noticing neck lifts on everybody. Really, and I feel like Victoria. I feel like people are doing them very early, which is fine. They always say do things before anyone expects. Who says that though? We say we know people say that, but when I've asked Doctor Crutchfield about it, he said no, not necessarily. Well, fine. All right. Okay. So anyway, I think Victoria Beckham <laughs> had one because she's pulled so tight. She's Julia. She's she skinny. eats I know. three grape nuts and no, a grape I know a day. it. I know. I, mean, <laughs> I know it. Her thing. When you're that thin, you do start to look. I mean, she's you always really been very thin. So she I don't been. know. Do you think she has? I don't know. Just three. look at it. Because right. I've been studying Kelly Ripa ever three. since I read the book, and she said that she had it done. Did she have a <laughs> neck lift done in 2020? Yes, she told us. Mm-hmm. She said all the Zoom crap. I'm just yeah. going to hold mine while I talk to you, Grant. Yeah. Okay, so here's the deal. Watch what happens live. Tanya Tucker and Sandra Bernhardt. That'll be a rowdy one. Oh, yeah. Will I be. think that'll be a rowdy one. And Signor, um, on Kimmel, Charlize Theron, Lewis Hamilton. Um, that's all I'm going to tell you about. James. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's all I'm going to tell you about there. That's it. That's uh, all I've got. Okay. That's all Lewis I've... is very easy on the eyes. Ever since I've read that Vanity Fair profile. You like him. I'm a Fan. You are I, a fan. I didn't know much about him, and now I'm just like I'm all about the F1, Grant, mm-hmm. Formula One. Formula oh, you're so everybody's into it. I like. I, we talked yesterday. Uh-huh. I've got friends. I'm like, what are you? They're like, oh, we're gonna watch the Formula One race on, on Sunday. I'm like, what? What? When? Yeah. It's all well, because listen, of that show. 
It's a big darn deal. We had a yeah. Formula One race here in town. Years, I remember, years, I remember years that. Years ago. Yes. Brent hosted that. It was in, I went to that, yeah, actually, as a kid. My father took me down yeah. to that. Yeah. That was great. It was hosted by, like, Sprint and a bunch of other people. Yeah. But it was over and in the warehouse we, district yes, over there. Yes, it was. Yeah. Yes, it was. They're a big darn Were deal. Were you selling ads for it at the I Reader I worked at the Reader, yeah. and I think the Reader was somehow involved. And I remember my friend Bob Davis was involved. There were a lot of people involved yeah. in that. Yeah. Um, it was like the Super Bowl, the bad one, when they did the Disney on ice or whatever, the one that Marilyn did yeah. at the Humphrey. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That was, and Gloria Estefan was the halftime. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Those were like in... I'm telling you, though, I almost like downtown a, Minneapolis was jamming. Oh, yeah. It was oh, the, one, so, the last one here was no, so no, fun. But that one that was one. fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've had well, an epic night downtown. Yeah, because we were in our 20s. Yeah, we were. Yeah. It was epic. So fun. Epic. Um, tomorrow night, if you are fans of the show... Call me cat. Um, the Leslie that Leslie yeah. Jordan was on. They're going to do a tribute to him tomorrow night. And beautiful. All it is, they're doing the title card. He he's filmed. There's like eight I episodes. Know. We're going to see him coming up in in the next season, season three. Yeah, he's also a part of production, which they stopped. Right. right. Yeah. So we're also going to see. Aww, um, he's a, a guest judge on The Masked Singer. That you're going to see. Those haven't aired yet as well. What do you think about this for a big summer concert? George Strait announced he's doing a six stadium tour. That's right. With Chris Stapleton and Little Big Town. I would love it. Mm, I'm in a hard pass for me. Oh, mm-hmm. George Strait. Cowboys like us. I know. Cowboys I like know. you. I saw the George Strait at the at the Metrodome when Faith Hill and oh. and uh, Tim McGraw opened. That's a That combo. was the year they fell in love. Yeah, that was the year yes. they fell in love. And my friend Jackie begged Jack me K. to get tickets. And I'm like, who are these people? I'd never even heard of any of them. Did you have a blast? Yeah, we did have uh-huh. fun. <clears throat> Mostly because um, either I was single, pretending to be single, but uh, the cowboys. Who could the, tell? The, yeah, exactly. The uh-huh. proliv- there were so many good-looking guys yeah. at yes. that show. I mean, yes. it was good-looking people, but there was a, really a lot of cowboys, and I really always was easily distracted and dis- distracted by a cowboy. That's easy to get distracted by a cowgirl as well. It so. is. Yeah. Speaking of cowboys, 19 days to the Yellowstone Stone fifth season oh, premiere. Oh. And followed by the King Serpentner. What's the king with Tulsa King? Tulsa King. Following that with uh, Sylvester Stallone. And that's either going to be good, good or, or bad, bad because yeah, Sylvester Stallone resembles melting wax a little bit. You know, it's depending yeah. on what filters on the screen. <laughs> right. Like an American gigolo, how they, um, Gretchen. Well, the woman on it, how right. they get her and John Bernthal to look like it they're in their twenties. Mm-hmm. Where is that lens? That first came out, I believe, in the Irishman or whatever on Netflix when they made. I think that but those CGI guys were peeling back forty, 40 years. years. At least yeah. these guys only have to peel back twenty. 20 it's yeah. not so bad. Lori, right. I'm going to take a picture of you tomorrow and you, peel it back. Are you still watching American Gigolo? You guys, yes. behind. Oh yeah. yes, I'm we're caught behind. up. Fantastic. Is it yeah. good still? Okay, we're behind. Reboot, by the way, which we've been talking about a little bit. I haven't watched one. You haven't watched one, but mm-hmm. you said you were going to wait till they're all out? Yes. Tonight, the final one comes out tonight, so yeah. you can go watch all eight episodes. They're like 25 minutes, and you will laugh. Yeah. It's very fun. Yeah, all right. Very fun. So now it's at the point where you can binge it. Binge it, okay. Yep. I'm having outfit shame. Why? Why? Julia, it's a long shirt. We've discussed this sh- shirt that you bought that's very cute, but is too I'm long. I'm having outfit shame for tonight. <laughs> no, I just, don't have outfit shame. You I left look, my house so early. You look cute, but I, it's outfit never shame. fun to outfit have shame. your outfit shirt shame. 
tucked down to your Here, knees. It's my. It's really. It's my calf, Lori. <laughs> it's, it's very uncomfortable too to walk around with it. And then if you go to the bathroom, forget it. Oh. Forget it. Might Hold your water, Sybil. Not drinking anything. Don't have anything more to drink. No. It's sweaty. Yeah, now I'm you've gotten it out there. I'm so having, now I'm people shame. will say to you, now you're going to collect compliments. I don't like want crazy. a compliment. <laughs> I don't want one. Oh, well, Julia, I'm going to compliment you right now. You look cute. You would never know that shirt is down to your knees. <laughs> it's, so, <laughs> it's so long. I can't tell you. And um, we discussed this. You're like, what is wrong with this shirt? And I said, long. it's too long on you. Get mm-hmm. it tailored. I have a lot of things to get tailored. That just doesn't ever make it on the list. You know how you talked about talking yourself out of things? Things tailoring that is your thing, always. yeah. always. But There's you a pay way. good money for your shirt. I'm I mean, it's got such nice lines. I know. It's crisp cotton. It's got good double C, uh, you know. I know. I it's know. It's got Enough. everything good. Enough. All right. I just made him a... Yeah, right. You know, that's, that's how I feel about it, too. Then you're going to reel in some compliments tonight. I don't right? want any. I know you don't. I'm just and and, and Lori, if you're a good friend, you'll tell me I've lipstick on my teeth like I do right now. Uh, I have this lip liner that just I mean this lip stuff that just might as well. I should just put it on my teeth. Yeah, well, you know that's always an option to <laughs> make people feel comfortable about how they're looking. Yeah, I'm because they're going to my teeth and right. I'm going to spill on myself right away to just get everywhere. Oh, Lordy, listen. We're excited for tonight. Oh, yeah! It's our kind of our first book club event. We're going to see how it's all happening, oh. and I, we're excited to see our friend Lorna Landvik. It's mm-hmm. been way too long, way since we've seen her because uh, well, probably twenty nineteen is last we spoke wow. with her. Because I think you're right, Lori. The, the pandemic and everything, but her new book, which is coming out December sixth, Last Circle of Love, it's is so, so wonderful. She knows how to write a book. Oh, my God. She really does. Everyone have a great night. Thanks, Grant. We'll be back tomorrow. Job done. Off you go. For nine years, a dangerous man terrorized women, breaking into homes and raping his victims before killing a brilliant young scientist in 1998. The more the victims resisted, the more violent he became. Then he suddenly stops, leaving police with a lot of clues and one unknown subject. I'm Paul Wagner. Join me for Unknown Subject, season three of WTOP's American Nightmare podcast series. Search American Nightmare podcast on all podcast platforms today. Hey.